Sales is King, episode 57. Hi again, everybody. Dan Sixsmith back with you. Sales is king. How are you? I uh, hope you've enjoyed the last couple of um, episodes that we published. We had a couple of great interviews. Go back and check it out. Episode 56, episode 55. We had Peter Horst, the author of the great new book, Marketing in the Fake News Era. Um, it's a blueprint for brands. Um, in the era of craziness, of social responsibility. <clears throat> um, so check out Peter Horst's book. Check out the interview uh, where we talk about the latest marketing challenges. Um, before that, episode 55, we had Kristen Luck, a top 100 um, marketing and sales expert on Twitter and an old friend of mine. And we had a great thought-provoking interview on marketing and sales working together. So check both of those episodes out. Welcome to all of you who are new. Uh, this is Sales is King, where we tackle the brutal truth facing brands, facing salespeople, facing business leaders, um, the changing digital landscape, and the havoc it is wreaking on companies today and the strategies for survival. And not only survival, but the strategies for excellence. So we're gonna cover a couple of different uh, areas today, all related to uh, sales excellence, of course. I wanted to start out with a little bit of a rant. I know you guys love rants, and um, I was recently asked for a quote for um, the website for a company that I'm uh, consulting with at this point. Um, and uh, I put a quote up on around being narcissistic because my wife kids me sometimes and says that I love myself um, and I'm president of my own fan club. <laughs> but um, that's okay. You know, it's okay, uh, I believe, to, help, to have self-confidence in sales and certainly to, um, to have confidence in your uh, capabilities. But, you know, I started thinking about you know, the term narcissist. And um, I was thinking that really narcissism in selling today is a huge detriment. Um, so we titled this uh, episode, Narcissists Need Not Apply, because, um, you know, the landscape has changed quite dramatically. And, and after this little rant, we're going to get into a new study, um, which talks about uh, what the elite sellers are doing. But in terms of narcissism, um, you know, buyers today, and, and even if you go on LinkedIn today, right, you could see there's two different approaches that are occurring with people reaching out to you, right? Um, you, we know that there's a tidal wave of, of, of um, reach outs today, right? And I find them falling in, into two buckets. You know, there's this huge bucket of people that are so self-focused, um, focused on what they want, what their company does, um, you know, and that just doesn't work anymore. You know what I mean? Because it's really all about the buyer. Um, and, 
you know, if I'm a buyer, uh, I don't want somebody who I don't know sending me a message that talks about them and their company and what they do and they put, you know, two or three paragraphs worth of, you know, shit uh, in front of me that I don't care about. It, it's the narcissistic approach to selling. You know, the, the, the 2018 approach to selling is building relationships, is getting to know um, a prospect and getting to know their challenges and not in a, in a wolf in sheep's clothing way. You know, that's the other thing I get on LinkedIn. Hey, I'm really concerned about your challenges. You know, I want to know what your, what your pain points are. What keeps you up at night? And I'm like, hey, man, you don't even know me. You, don't, you haven't earned the right to ask those questions. So you have to earn the right to ask, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, some personal business questions um, about the buyer. So there's two approaches today. There's the narcissistic, self-focused, I'm going to blast out some emails and throw enough crap up on the wall and hopefully someone will want what I'm selling. I really don't care about you or I'm feigning to care about you. That's the first approach, which is the um, guaranteed to fail approach and guaranteed for you to find a new uh, profession approach because it doesn't work and companies don't need those type of salespeople. The second approach is the genuine, authentic, empathetic kind of, you've taken the time and interest to get to see what I'm all about because I'm posting on LinkedIn, I have a point of view, I talk about different things. So you reach out to me, um, having done some research and having some true interest in what I'm doing. And perhaps you're offering something that might help me um, in my quest to be successful. That's a whole different approach and that's a small, small bucket. I think you'd all agree. That's a small bucket of people. But those are, that is part of what the elite people, the elite sellers are doing today to, to set themselves apart. Um, so the rant of the week is narcissists need not apply in sales today. Companies and prospects are not looking for self-absorbed, um, me-focused sellers because you could see right through it. And it also fails to differentiate you from the pack. There's literally zillions of quote-unquote salespeople that are out there just slinging product and slinging, um, you know, self-interest. So don't fall into that category. Fall into the category of the elite salespeople um, that do the research, that take the time, that care, that try to build relationships, that don't hit you up with sales pitches, and that don't ask questions when they don't even know you. All right. Rant of the week. I know you guys have missed the rant of the week. So let's get into that latest study, which is a great one. Um, I'm a big fan of Dave Kurian. You guys need to follow him. It's the Objective Management Group. And, um, you know, there's no screwing around with what Dave has to say because everything he says is based on uh, facts and data. He does tremendous uh, amount of research um, on what salespeople are doing, on what buyers are looking for. And um, he comes out very frequently with some great information. So um, I'm going to post the link to his article. But 
He focuses on a couple of categories where the elite salespeople are 200% better than the average salespeople in three different categories. And um, so the first analogy he makes is, um, you know, and of course, you know, I love baseball and I keep coming back to baseball, but it's like, you know, how many players can go to the All-Star game um, in Major League Baseball, right? Um, I think basically he says there's 750 players in the league. Um, and when you talk about it, 34 go to the All-Star game. So it's a little shy of 5% that will go to the All-Star game. And uh, Kurian makes the same correlation with salespeople. Um, you know, you think about how many salespeople are, they're out there. There are zillions. Um, people that are slinging product um, all the way up to the top flight salespeople that are, you know, making a lot of money, uh, have tremendous followings of customers, have been doing it for years, understand customer experience, and all of that good stuff. Um, but there are three key categories where uh, Kurian, an objective management group, say the all-stars in sales are excelling. And let's go through them now. Um, and there are one, two, three, there are five categories where these sales, um, elite salespeople are excelling. Number one, comfortable discussing money. Number two, high money tolerance. Number three, their own buying habits support selling value. Number four, they are quite skilled at uncovering the actual budget of the buyer, of the prospect. And number five, they know how to reach decision makers. Those are the top five where the elites are scoring in the 90s um, in the top three categories, 75% um, in the uncovering the budget category, and 84% in reaching decision makers. Whereas the kind of barely getting by to weak sellers are in the 40s and 50s and 60s uh, in percentages. So let's dig a little bit deeper um, on this, and let's find out what Corian um, is talking about in some of these. The elite salespeople score 613% higher in the competency comfortable talking about money. So let's get into that a little bit, right? Um, what do we mean by comfortable talking about money? Um, well, I think there's a number of different categories here, right? Uh, number one, you have to understand and be able to articulate the true value of what you are selling, right? You need to know and you need to speak in terms of value. You need to know that if a, prospect's in, a prospect invests X with you, he will get Y in benefits, um, not only uh, financial benefits, but also potentially qualitative benefits as well. So you need to fully understand the value. And that, you know, basically is what we've been preaching for 50 somewhat episodes, that feature selling is dead because features do not equate to value. 
So we need to be very heavily focused on benefits, on value, on quantifying what a prospect will get. And you need to be very comfortable in talking about this because oftentimes there's going to be an objection around price. And the mediocre salespeople cannot overcome the objection and the deal dies. The elite salespeople know how to overcome the objection. Okay, number two is that these elite salespeople have what the um, Mr. Kurian is calling a high money tolerance. Number two is a high money tolerance for those salespeople. So these salespeople are shrewd um, in their own dealings, but they also not only recognize value, but they've been known to, you know, spend more if it makes sense. So they do have a higher tolerance around money, number two. Number three, these salespeople, their own buying habits support selling value. So, you know, they understand the value equation even when they're buyers. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I just recently uh, was in the market for um, a new car, um, and I usually do lease deals. Um, and... We had gone back to the same dealer for, gosh, we must have done about 10, 11, 12 cars with the same dealer. But the last time we went through, I didn't love the experience uh, from the salesperson to the business management office. So I wound up this time going with a completely different car, completely different dealer, completely different brand. Um, because I liked the way they handled their business, um, and I felt like I was getting more car for the money, um, but also was willing to spend a little bit more for the better experience and for the better car. So I think similarly, um, you know, salespeople that are able to have a little bit of a higher tolerance, um, understand value more, are better equipped to sell value. Um, they know what value is when they receive it, um, and they are better equipped to then turn around as a salesperson and sell value. Um, and that was 94% uh, was the score for the excellent salespeople. Next, these elite salespeople, they know how to uncover the actual budget. They're not afraid to talk about money in any way, shape, or form, and they're willing to ask the prospect flat out, what is the budget? What is the budget tolerance? What are they looking to spend? Um, if they can't get that information, um, they start talking in ranges. They figure out a way, because you've got to know that even though when we speak to prospects, they always say, well, I don't really have a sense. We're not sure yet, yada, yada. But there's a way of kind of getting to what they're expecting, you know, um, or perhaps that it's comparable to something they already have. Uh, you know, there's different ways of getting around it. The elite salespeople can uncover that budget um, range 
uh, more skillfully than the kind of mediocre salespeople. 75% is the score for the elites. Uh, the, the kind of mediocres are in the 57% and the weeks are in the 40-something percent. Last, the elite salespeople know how to reach decision makers. Okay, 84% is the score for the elite. 33% is the score for the weak. We need to know who we're speaking with. We can't just blindly go in and start talking to somebody and going into our sales shtick, you know, hoping that, you know, you've got a great rapport and things go well. We need to ask specific questions about the buying process, about the decision process, about the team that is involved. Um, how do they make decisions? Who are the stakeholders? Who holds the budget? Right? So if I'm talking to somebody that is a budget holder, great. But if I'm not, I got to find out who is and I've got to figure out a way how to get there. So um, excellent. So I'm going to add one more element to this, which is not uh, part of the study, but one that we've talked about. And actually, uh, I posted a, um, an article this week on LinkedIn about it. And it shows that more and more buyers are looking for a conversation around ROI. So, um, you know, in, in talking about this, you know, this money piece, I'm going to add that salespeople really need to know how, how to have an ROI conversation. You know, they need to take the prospect through just where their money is going and how they will get it back and when. Um, you know, as part of that value conversation. So get comfortable with ROI, you know, and TCO, total cost of ownership, because I think that really rounds out your skill set in terms of um, talking about money and finance, you know, and uh, overcoming these objections. And, you know, um, you may have heard uh, one of the or seen one of the videos from Keenan uh, on LinkedIn, and he had a, a great, um, a great point. You know, when it comes to objections from buyers, you know, really to turn the objection around, particularly on price, and ask like, what is the specific problem? You know, like, what are you thinking about? You know, why is this not um, a value to you? You know, tell me more about this. Put the burden back on the buyer rather than the salesperson immediately going on the defensive like we do, you know, and backpedaling and apologizing. You know, if we truly can have a financial conversation, then we need to be so convinced that our product is a value. It is worth the money. It's actually worth more than we're charging. You know, then we can flip the script and say, okay, Mr. Buyer, tell me what, where, where the problem lies. You know, like Keenan says, I'm confused. You know, you told me that this was your problem. And I told you how I can solve this problem for you. So I'm confused why you're objecting at this point. You know, and I told you you're going to be able to save X or, or grow your revenues by Y or reduce your risk by Z. You know, so I'm confused. Help me understand 
why you don't think this is worth paying X. And put it back on them. So the message today, first of all, going back to the beginning and the rants, check your narcissism at the door if you're in sales today. It's not about you, my friends. It's about the prospect and their issues and challenges and their success. You want to make somebody successful? You want to help somebody? Then maybe people will listen to you. Secondly, the new study by the Objective Management Group shows that the elite salespeople know how to have successful financial conversations. They know how to speak about money comfortably and with authority versus the mediocre to weak salespeople that are uncomfortable in this area. They sell value and they know from their own experiences because they buy value and they're comfortable talking about money and managing their own money in their own personal life. So that's it for this episode of Sales is King. We've got some great interviews coming up in the coming weeks and uh, we will be talking to you soon. Peace. Pleasure and 50% pain And 100% reason to remember the name, name.